0: Good afternoon, hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday in the Chronically Driven Radio Show and Podcast. This is Sandra Sova here today, broadcasting on CHLY 1017 in Nanaimo, British Columbia, and across the podcast and YouTube airwaves. How's everyone doing? Not just today, but how are you doing in general? I love the quote, how we spend our days, is how we spend our lives, and it's so true, and it highlights the value of taking inventory of just how we are spending our hours, days, weeks, months, and years. There have been a lot of changes lately that have caused a bit of a pause, providing us with more time to reflect and take an inventory of where we're at and possibly where we're going. I'm sure you've heard the term being stuck. What I've come to learn is that in almost all cases, we hold the key to become unstuck at any time, if we are open to doing so. Just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, she always had those red shoes on. She just didn't realize their power. Or was it her own power all along? Many of us find that we get to a certain stage in our lives and we realize we're not pursuing our dreams or following a path of our choosing, but instead we're operating on automatic and perhaps following a path, not that we've chosen, but perhaps one that we've sort of stumbled into and we've stayed there. On today's program, you'll meet Josette Diaz, a transformation coach who works with women who are looking to make a change and basically live their best life. We are going to take a short break, and when we come back, you'll hear my conversation with Josette. Welcome back. You're listening to Chronically Driven. I'm Sandra Sova, and I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with my guest, Josette Diaz, the heart and soul behind the brand Guidance to Wellness and the creator of Seasons of the Soul coaching program. Welcome, Josette. It is so nice to have you here today.
1: Thank you so much, Sandra. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really excited to have our conversation.
0: Oh, me too. And you know, I really love the work that you do. Quoting from your website, you state that as a transformation coach, you specialize in helping women answer the call of their own inner voice, that you guide them to uncover their beliefs, values, and thought processes to make substantial shifts in their patterns and responses. And what actually just gives me chills in reading isn't that kind of what so many of us are doing right now? We're making some shifts.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think this last year has been tremendous for all of us and it's given us the opportunity to step back. And that's one of the key components to what I teach is being mm-hmm. the observer of your own life. And we're naturally doing that right now. And so I think that makes it really a special time, and it's such a large opportunity for all of us to be able to really take a look at the deeper things in our lives that might be always hovering beneath the surface that bother us, mm-hmm. yet we won't quite pay attention to them or address them.
0: I think that's so important. And and you know, in this last year and a half, there's been so many changes and things going on. And it's caused a lot of us to really slow down, not have the normal routines that keep us in that sort of that automatic mode. And I think that's where a lot of this reflection has sort of bubbled up from.
1: Yes, I would agree with that 100%. Um, most of us have, you know, we spent 2019 rushing around, we're all excited about 2020. And then bam, we all went, wait, what? are <laughs> <laughs> like running up to the cliff and then you're on your toes. And it's really given us a chance to, to step back from all of that and to see how busy we've kept ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've worked at not doing that as much as I can yet. I was running around all the time. Uh, going from place to place, and I realized how much time I was spending doing things that I really didn't need to spend time doing
0: exactly there's there's a phrase that i that really irks me i don 't like it when I hear it, and that 's t- people talking about returning back to the new normal mm. well let 's kind of I like to reframe that in saying let 's look back and think about what from the past is worth keeping from our routines and what we used to do and where might there be an opportunity where we might want to do things differently, hit that reset button.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's like, uh, you were, you were stating, you know, reframing, Mm -hmm. framing is such a big, a big thing that we should be looking at right now. And, And I, I agree with you about the new normal. That's always sort of bothered me. Um, I didn't really like it that much either, because it felt like I was still doing the same thing, but just in a different way. Yes. And so I like the word reframing better because we're looking at that. That indicates that there's something new. Yes. Happening. So. Um, looking at what works in your life and what doesn't work in your life is so important because it really gets us down to seriously taking some inventory about our belief systems. And when you can start looking at your belief systems, you know, we inherit belief systems. We're taught Mm -hmm. what our belief systems are when we're small children just from the ancestry in our family. So that's an opportunity for us to see, is that really lining up with who we are, what we do and how we want to live our lives. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So that reframe is an opportunity to really look at what works for you and to align with it in a much more authentic way.
0: I find that when we, I've talked to a lot of people that they, they've found when they've had the opportunity to slow down and take that inventory and notice when things are out of alignment, once they make that observation, then it's, then it starts being really loud. And then it starts being that it starts really, they're starting to feel that disconnect and they want to do something about it.
1: Yes. Well, and it's also where you put your attention is what's going to grow. Yeah. So once you identify something and you become aware of it, it's like, you know what you know when you know it. And when you know it, it's hard for you to look away.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: That really gives you the chance to then really shift it. And I think that's scary for a lot of people. Change is not Mm -hmm. comfortable. And, um, that's one of the things that I think holds so many of us back from doing and being who we really want to be or discovering who we really are, because that unknown portion feels just way too out of balance for you. Cause
0: it's, it, it's pushing you. To- it may feel like a risk yes. and it may, it may feel there may be that, that fear. And I think, I think when you identify, you know, you identify that whether it's whatever you're doing in your, in your life, your, your work, your, your path, your passions, your, your hobbies, your relationships, if you identify that those are out of alignment, I think of where the struggle may come in is that many women may feel a really strong knowing and have that desire for change. But then that fear comes in because they may struggle with w- where to start or what that change might look like or be worried of making a wrong choice.
1: Yes, that's absolutely true. I also think there's a little piece that comes in of like, if I change, how does that change everything else and the people in my life? How does that change my relationships? And so that can hold us mm-hmm. back as well. So it is you hit it right on the head. It is all fear, right? That's all fear. And, um, so if we can learn to take that risk, knowing that what we're doing is right in our hearts and we're listening to our own internal voice and Mm -hmm. our own wisdom, you're not going to be misguided.
0: Yeah. And it's, and that wisdom, that innate knowing that we have, I do believe that that is inside. We have to tap into it. But along the way, as we're doing this thing called life, mm-hmm. when we go through all of the different um, different stages, a lot of these things about who we feel that we're supposed to be there, I mean, it starts in childhood. Yes. Yeah,
1: absolutely it does. I, we all like to be praised. So most of the, you know, we all have that experience of, Oh, you're such a good writer or, Oh, you really know how to, um, you know, work with numbers or you're such a great artist. You know, all of those things influence us in the direction that we decide to take as we become adults. Mm -hmm. And I've known several people that have. You know, gone through their whole life thinking that, okay, this is my direction. This is what I'm good at. This is where I'm going. They get into college, they, you know, accomplish something. Like I had a client that I worked with who became a lawyer, ended up out of college. She did an internship uh, in the Department of Justice and then ended up getting a position there out of college. And that was her career. And then she, at one point in her life, after getting married, decided, you know, gosh, this is just not where I want to be. And it's not what I want to be doing. And she did end up leaving and she was exploring what her options were. She got into some holistic medicine and things like that to really start to figure out what she wanted to do. And um, I think that that is just a, a small example of so many of us that follow this path of what we think is our thing because mm-hmm. we've been told we're so good at it.
0: Either we're told we're so good at it or what about that that's the family business? What if everyone's a teacher in right. our family? What if that's kind of what what we um, what we do or even even just the being, being sort of just boxed in by Mm -hmm. the expectations of what is is appropriate. And often those things are not coming from our own ideas at the time. They're very much what is presented to us by other people's um, outcomes.
1: That's true. And it happens all the time. And I think when you are doing something out of integrity with yourself, it does show up in your life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because it can't not show up in your life. And, you know, there, there are, you've heard of people who have come from a long line of doctors or a Mm -hmm. long line of lawyers. It's that kind of situation that we, you know, we hear about. And um, I had a, I worked with a client who actually didn't follow that line and is a writer and became, um, got her master's degree and she was a journalist and she struggled. And sometimes to this day still struggles with that, uh, sense of disappointment or Mm. that she should be doing something more. And yet she did do what she loves. And so that sets her up for more success personally. Mm -hmm. And, um, So I think that you can break that chain, yet it, you know, sometimes comes in its own time. You know, we have certain seasons that we go in throughout our lives. And Mm -hmm. we're usually willing to go along with that program to a point. Then we we get used to adulting, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody really teaches us how to be an adult. We're taught how to be good children, be responsible, compassionate, have empathy for others, et cetera. And then we're let out into the world and we're expected to do all these other different things like being diplomatic and learning how to get along with those others and compromise. And mm. that all takes place usually like in our twenties. And then we get to our thirties and we're more established in our careers. We're already on this path. And then something sort of hits you and you go weak is that really the direction I want to be in? Mm -hmm. And so that is a shift in your season in life in general.
0: Which is an opportunity always, right? Those shifts are always opportunities. The the key is to recognize them and to maximize on them. I know so many people, when I think about it, that are in any of their given careers or jobs really by chance, Mm -hmm. not by choice. And just, you know, the life happened to go, to go this way. And then all of a sudden that really becomes who they are. So many people misguidedly. So in my opinion, really identify so strongly with what they do as being who they are. And then we get on that sort of, we get on that that automatic. Mm-hmm. And so that is, I think that that's a, you know, that that's a pattern that so many of us that just, that just get into, into that um, on, on that, on that track.
1: Yes. And I think that's an indication of a um, missed opportunity to set boundaries for yourself. Yeah. And the clearer you get about the fact that you've been on this train that, doesn't really have your name on it all the time uh, is an opportunity for you to set those boundaries and then reframe your life. That's part of that whole reframing so we can circle it all back and show how it works.
0: And I think that aside from people maybe hearing this and thinking, well, oh, isn't that all self-fulfilling and following your dreams and doing doing what you want? But that's really isn't that really what what we're what we're here for, to Mm -hmm. learn, learn lessons and evolve and and do what actually makes us thrive and be joyful. Because we, you know, we're finding those things that really do make us click. That's when we start also feeling really good inside our bodies, mind, body and soul, Mm -hmm. we can achieve wellness, as opposed to if we're out of alignment, When we are not at ease, Mm -hmm. we can be bringing forth dis-ease. That's absolutely true. And I don't
1: think that we recognize all the time how we are creating that dis-ease within our bodies Mm -hmm. that eventually is going to come out. So you're going to deal with it in one way or another. And it might seem idealistic to say, oh, follow your dreams. You know, that might sound a little out there and kind of, you know, irresponsible. At the same time, it's not really if you step back and look at the different options and creating something that is on track with your integrity on the true gifts that you possess Mm -hmm. so that you can then monetize that And that doesn't necessarily mean that you become an entrepreneur. You can find other avenues in which to do that. And there's all kinds of jobs out there. And and I think that you can actually readjust yourself to make a change and a shift. Mm -hmm. I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I worked for an academic hospital. And I loved my job for a long time until I didn't love it anymore. Mm -hmm. and ended up leaving to have my second child. And then I became an entrepreneur doing something completely different, but sort of the same, you Mm -hmm. know, the parts of my job that I love the most was working with people. And I have a job now that I work with people and I absolutely love what I do.
0: And so, yeah, identifying those things that do, make us feel passionate that we're passionate about and that are right. in alignment with with our values and and what we want want to do i mean it, doing that sometimes it can be overwhelming thinking mm-hmm. like okay i i i want to get there but i'm really i don't know where to start or i'm really feeling quite, quite stuck or I, I don't know if I can give myself the permission to go through confidently. And I think that's where working with a coach Mm -hmm. can help bring some clarity.
1: Absolutely. Um, That was part of what I created with my signature coaching program, Seasons of the Soul, is taking women through each of the seasons, because each season has a characteristic and learning about themselves through that season so that they connect deeper with that intuition and that wisdom so that the direction becomes clearer. So that is uh, a one way to work with a coach that like myself who does transformation coaching, I'm all about you know, shifting mindset. Mm-hmm. And I live and breathe change all the time and it's not comfortable. And that's okay. It's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because anything worth pursuing is going to get uncomfortable for a moment. And then it starts to settle in once you get that into your neurology Mm -hmm. and it becomes more of you, you get more at ease with the new change, then it starts to sink in and you absorb it more. And when,
0: you're, when that change is something that, again, is in align with the direction, the path, the passions of when you do that, the, difficult, the difficulty in adapting, when you look back afterwards, you realize that you've either gained something or you, perhaps you've opened up and created space or allowing for more, more freedom. You get to see that making these changes are worth it. Right, and then you want to do it again.
1: Absolutely. Once that perception shifts, it's a it's a brand new awareness, and so the world opens up to you in a different way. So there's no real going back. It's you've you've leveled yourself up to a different uh, place where you're going to see things differently. Mm -hmm. So that that then takes you on this beautiful journey of where you start to see the magic and the miracles happening in your life. And the more that you focus on those things, they expand and get bigger and they start showing up in different ways that are just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. You mentioned, you touched on the title of your signature program, seasons of the, of the soul. Um, Why did you create this program? Who is it typically, who's it typically for?
1: So seasons of the soul, uh, was it had been come to me for several years and I couldn't really put my finger on what it was until 2020 Mm -hmm. when like a lot of people things slowed down and I was able to really absorb that energy and it just kind of came to me very quickly. And then I went, Ooh, that's, that's the program I've been wanting to work on and it fit and so, um, the women that I want to help lead in that program are women that are truly in that place of, I'm not sure what version of myself I am now. I, you know, might be an empty nester. I might be, uh, someone whose job has changed or their role in their, their family life has changed. I might be, um, you know, just seeking something different. I could have had a complete life shift, you know, either through divorce or losing a loved one. Yes. And health. Um, All of those things impact us to a degree that really sort of shakes us in to our core down to the root where we really start doing a little more soul searching. And those are the opportunities that we can take and change. And when that happens, sometimes we don't really know what to do. And so we just sort of freeze and stand still. We're either going to, it's flight or fight, right? Mm -hmm. So, and sometimes we actually will just freeze. And Seasons of the Soul is a digital course that I created with workbooks that allows you to go through each of the exercises through each season so that you are discovering your own natural rhythm you're listening in deeper to your inner voice so that that becomes more of the primary voice you hear rather than the ego mind. Mm. And through the different exercises through each of the seasons, it assists you in applying it to goal setting, problem solving, uh, conflict, and it will help you with relationships. So it's a system in order to be able to address anything in your life and stand firmly grounded while you do it.
0: I've heard the term seasons um, Mm -hmm. used before, and someone's going through a particularly challenging or tough season or a growth season. Um, Within this program, do you actually use like the the four seasons of nature? Could you kind of walk us through what the characteristics are with those?
1: Yes. That's a a good question. So I'm not talking about literal seasons in the sense of you're in your winter when it's, you know, end of October through January. Um, we're discussing the natural rhythm within your own internal pace. So what I mean by that is that inside of you, you know, when you feel like you're extra tired for a period of time and you need more rest, that would be applied into a winter season. So the different characteristics of each season, we start with winter. Winter is time for you to rest and reflect. So it means you slow down socially. You might not be out there doing boot camps, but you're exercising by walking or riding a stationary bike or something like that. You know, that's a little bit more slow paced. And so all of those things indicate that you are in your winter and that's a time for you to really start doing some journaling um, through the seasons of the soul program and the workbooks. We go through a lot of journaling in this period. We're um, looking at our gratitude practice and gratitude is more than just listing off the things that went well during your day. Mm. Gratitude is really about capturing those moments in your life that you're looking for. So as an example, this is an easy one to say, I want more joy in my life. So if I'm looking for more joy in my life, I want to take a look at my day and recognize where I experienced joy today. And it could have just been a moment sitting outside and a beautiful butterfly went by. If I, capture that in my heart, and I hold it in my heart, and I just let that vision expand, I will connect with it on an emotional level. And when I connect with it on emotion, emotionally, I then am able to have true gratitude, because it's not only something that I'm saying, Oh yeah, I, you know, some, somebody let me cut in front of them at the grocery store. You know, this is about really expanding that gratitude in your heart for that Mm -hmm. joyous moment. And then the more you're focused on that, the bigger that gets the next day, you're going to see more joy. You'll have Mm -hmm. more opportunities in those in-between moments to capture that joy and gratitude and expand it even more. And before you know it, without even really thinking about it, you're just having all kinds of joyous experiences right and left in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. And so that's
1: the purpose of, of practicing this gratitude in this way. And that's what winter helps you to do it, it. We go over gratitude. We then expand on, you know, what are we really reflecting on as about our goals? What really is making us happy? Mm. And so there's different ways that I go through that, through the workbook with you. And then from that, you will end your winter period with some rising desires. And then you move into spring where you begin to prepare and you begin to research. So you have these desires um, that you want And you're going to see, is that feasible? How does that work? What works? What doesn't? And then you move forward with a plan by the end of your spring, you have an idea of what you're going to do. And then summer comes in and you start plotting that plan out and then you start taking action. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So it's the, it's spring is basically you're preparing and planning, and then your summer is moving into action. And by the end of the summer, you've gotten some experience. We all know when we try something new, we have some hits and misses, right? So through that process, um, we're looking, I kind of skipped over in our, in our spring, there are exercises to really help you start doing that research Mm. and to, uh, hone in on that and get some clarity. And again, there's more journaling. And I do healing journey meditations in each of these workbooks, which is a, an audible that you have a link to. And then you get to journal on that. And then in the summertime, you're looking at, you know, doing everything in action. And at the same time, we look at the energetic piece of that. Because it's important when you are putting things into place that you're looking at Are my boundaries where they need to be? Because that comes up for all of us when we Mm -hmm. we think one thing and how we have it in our mind, how it's going to work. But when we go to execute it, it doesn't always happen the way we think it would. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of summer, you're ready to start looking at, okay, is this working? That moves you directly into your autumn where you begin to edit and so you're looking at what's working, what's not working. And then there are other exercises included into the autumn where you're looking at your gifts and where you want to give them. And so that provides you with even more clarity after you mm-hmm. do those edits on what worked and what didn't. And let's expand on those gifts that are working for you. And where do you want to put them? Where did they apply? And then once that period of time is over, you then would recycle into a winter, etc. Now you can stand in one season in your personal life, yet you'll be in another season in your professional life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a system that allows you to use it um, in the various areas of your life for different things. And it's a way that you can
2: Mm -hmm.
1: be very focused, calm and centered and take the time to listen to yourself and follow your own wisdom. So Mm -hmm. you have your, you're then more invested in your own guidance rather than listening to everybody else.
0: And I think that that's so important because I think that we have that inner wisdom, that we have that knowledge. And when we start experiencing more ease more flow we start bringing more joy we learn to find that grounded sense of being mm-hmm. as the place that we always want to come back to that becomes that becomes our our sort of our our center so having but then but then of course life happens and that's what i like about programs like this, the tools that you learn from something like this, and learning about, for instance, like these, these different seasons and where to um, concentrate your efforts and being able to plan that out. That takes two things come to mind with that. I think it's exciting to be able to do that and, and put that and look at what I mean, imagine that, And as we evolve and grow and continue to reinvent ourselves, you could be creating such a, such a beautiful journey and a story. And I think it also, so it's exciting. And I also think part of it is because it takes away a lot of that unknown and that fear because you've kind of, you've kind of got, you've got a plan. Right. It's like having an outline.
1: An outline really will help support you. It's meant as a support system for you to, um, achieve anything in your life that you want, and, and we when, do the
0: work. That, right, like the work, the work, work, yes. work, and the guidance. It's it's us individually. This is this is our own self journey. Absolutely, and
1: I, it it's self taught. And because I want you to feel that you know you can rely on yourself. I think so many of us as women, you know, we grow up. Um, some of us are, you know, have a lot of confidence that's instilled in us and that ability. Yet there's always just a piece of us that still feels not enough, not worthy. And I think that that's a testament to the society that we live in and how women are viewed. You know, we still haven't quite hit that glass ceiling and or broken through it. And, uh, And so this provides us with a way to have a frame that will assist us in continuing to move forward Mm -hmm. so that we know that we're supported. And that was the purpose behind Seasons of the Soul. And
0: moving forward is... Is key. And it can, the thing that I know when I look at my, look back at my own personal journey over the past um, few years, I've been, like I've said, I've been re- reinventing my, myself as I go along, and it keeps changing. The goalposts keep changing. What fulfills me and what gives me passion changes. As I continue to grow and evolve, having that, like having some sort of a, a structure to, to celebrate, to honor and to guide, to guide through that, because I think the moving forward part, whatever we're doing, if that, how that, that gets rid of the stuck, you are no longer stuck if we're continuing, continuing to move forward.
1: Right. And it it truly is up to you. You know, no one can really do any of this for you. Even if you sat in an office talking to me all day long, if you don't do the work, Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen. So this is, is something that's provided for you. And if you use it and rely on it, it will work for you.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, individuals that are drawn to doing this sort of work are already, already there with the mindset Mm -hmm. of wanting to make that change. But again, as we've said a couple, a couple of times, it sometimes feels overwhelming. Yes. It it is and, and and change doesn't happen. It's not like, whoo, you flip the change switch and everything. This it's small, small steps. And as as we as we figure this out.
1: Yes, absolutely. You do take small steps. And those small steps get bigger within you. They 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 give you more confidence as you go along. So being introspective. Um, taking the opportunity to look at your life as the observer mm-hmm. helps to shift that awareness and give you the confidence to continue to move forward. And it's okay. If you do something that missteps, you know, that life is isn't meant to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And what does that even mean? There's no real definition for perfect. There's no perfect human being. We aren't perfect parents, mothers, wives, friends, you know, people. So that's not the the goal.
0: No, the goal is not perfection by any means. Right. And I think some of those missteps, sidetracks, some of those those things offer the most profound growth. Right. Again, if we can be, if we can be bringing more joy and gratitude in our life, I think we can also learn to be more graceful and forgiving for ourselves and realize that any sort of any part of the journey, it's often sometimes what we think wasn't supposed to happen turns out to be something that's been, was really important to happen. That's so
1: true. I, how many times have you had that happen in your life where you go, oh, I almost did X, Y, Z, and I'm really glad I didn't.
0: Or if I hadn't have done this that would have never happened. And I just think I think of all the amazing, you know, the, the connections and the people that you meet. And when you start changing, when you start changing your focus of what of what you're doing, your whole world expands. It's like that you were talking about noticing those those things, um, those those things that, that that bring joy into your life and, and documenting them and being able to take a look at it and see how it, it, it all just sort of whether it's the domino effect or the law of attraction or, or whatever it is, it's, it's taking, taking that pause to, to note it, to notice it and Mm -hmm. to, to figure out what, what works for you. And it's not always when I, I'm just thinking, I was saying, you know, moving forward, moving forward, not everyone is always in a growth phase. I don't always mean progressing Mm
2: -hmm.
0: moving forward a lot for me in this last year has been moving forward forward with my spiritual connection, moving forward with allowing more beautiful ways of self-care into my life, moving forward in ways that honor and feel at ease. Mm-hmm. So everyone's, everyone's move, movement and journey is so different. Yes. And I
1: think the word that stands out the most for me of what you just said is the allowing. Yeah. Allowing that to rise, allowing your voice to rise, allowing your wisdom to rise, allowing yourself to be in your own rhythm, allowing yourself to hear what your dreams are. Mm -hmm. Not everyone knows how to really capture that. And so being in that position of allowing is a good place to start.
0: I think often... We, we touched on before how we sort of we get into these these roles, whether they're career or, or family or, or, or parenting and dreaming, mm-hmm. imagining the life that we want to have may actually be something that doesn't necessarily come naturally for everyone.
1: That's true. I um, have a client that I've worked with in the past who came to me after her spouse had passed away and she had been with her spouse since she was like 14. And she grew up in a household where there wasn't a lot of emotional connection and she didn't know how to actually dream about what she wanted. That felt like such a distortion and a disconnect for her because it was never anything that was, you know, nurtured in her household, or, you know, as an adult, you know, you talk about going along in life based on what you know, you're good at, you know, it was a lifetime of that. Um, She had a very lovely marriage. And um, when that her husband passed away, she had to reassess herself and figure out where did she want to go? What did she want to do? Who is she? And I really want to dream now. And so that was something that we focused on and worked on together was opening up that place in her to allow herself to hear her own message so that she could then start to dream about what she wanted and how she wanted her life to be, because Mm -hmm. she was rebuilding a whole new way of being. Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful opportunity and space to be in.
0: Absolutely. I think that this is, um, you know, this is important, important and, tra- and transformational work that we can, that we can do, we can really make changes and and transform our lives. And, and it's so worth it. I mean, so much of the stuff that um, I end up talking about on on these uh, podcasts and shows is about our, our self worth, and our value and knowing that recognizing that this kind of stuff can make enormous changes in your life. Um, I'm, I'm curious, like with these programs and, and what you do, I can, I, I can tell by speaking with you and spending time with you that this is something that you're quite passionate about. Why do you do this work that you do? What does it mean to you?
1: Well, I've always been very um, impassioned about women empowerment I grew up feeling very um, unworthy and that I wasn't enough, yet I knew somewhere inside me I always had this little drive that even though I might not have been in the best situations in my life off and on, that there was something in me that wanted to be birthed and helping women has always been something that really draws me because one, I'm a woman and, you know, I think that I have two daughters and I want their lives to be better. And I want them to have those um, attributes instilled in them that allow them to be the best they can be. And so making those connections and guiding women to listen to their own voice, to discover their own wisdom, and to reflect that on in their inner pace within themselves, so that they can expand that and bring that out into the world. Mm -hmm. I think it it creates this community of women Mm -hmm. that we hold each other, we witness each other, we lift each other up, rather than you know, tearing down, which is a distorted masculine point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the supporting in the community. I mean, it's just, like it's it's so, it's so needed yeah. and there's so when, when we work on ourselves as individuals and then bring that into community um, bit by bit, the ripple effect, we are, we are impacting, we're impacting the world.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think that women really need to support each other.
0: Absolutely. Josette, this has been absolutely lovely. I've loved hearing more about your work and having this conversation and letting people know about these programs. Where can people find out more information? How can they get in touch with you? How can they find out about this program? What uh, where where can we find you?
1: Well, I'm on Facebook, so my uh, business page is Guidance to Wellness, and I just started a. Uh, sorry, Seasons of the Soul Sisterhood, which is a private Facebook group to help women create community. Um, I'm in there offering, you know, further tidbits and exercises for women um, from directly from Seasons of the Soul, uh, the coursework, the coaching program, as well as you can just join and come on in there um so there's that avenue um my website also has a link to sign up for the seasons of the soul coaching program so you can get on that mailing list for when that launches and um i also do work with people and take a coffee chat with them to see if they're interested in working with me one on one because i do one on one coaching as well mm-hmm. And that's through my Calendly uh, link, and um, so that is how you okay. can reach
0: me. So we've got the Instagram, the Facebook, the website. The you can book a coffee chat and have a chat with Josette and see if uh, these programs are a fit for you. I will put all of these links into the show notes at the end of this this uh, this program, so you can find those over on the podcast and on the youtube episode and that it i hope that this has landed for a lot of you out there i know that i find this sort of work really inspiring i love to see when we are able to transform ourselves and take a look and try something new thank you so very much josette for sharing this time with us today
1: thank you sandra i was happy to be here